Hello and welcome back to another episode of Fully Booked, the Hidden Gems author podcast in which Craig Touch and myself, Roland Hume, get to chat to some of the leading lights, most interesting figures that we've met in this crazy industry of writing and self-publishing. And today we have a very special guest. It's Felice Cohen, who is an author, a professional organizer, a motivational speaker. Sounds like exactly the kind of person I need in my life. And I think there are going to be an awful lot of people who, who think the same. Felice, how are you doing this morning? Thank you so much for joining us. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Oh, we are very excited to talk to you. And of course, we wouldn't be here without the man himself, Craig Touch, the owner and founder of Hidden Gems and an author himself. How are you doing today, Craig? Doing great. Thanks, Roland. And uh, welcome, please. Yeah, you know, Roland, get in line. I think uh, I'm also <laughs> I'm also going to be getting police to come over to my house and organize my life. And uh, we can find out what brings me joy. But um, in general, though, you know, we were talking about how, you know, you're a professional organizer, but you have applied this to organizing how you write and how you self-publish. There's so many, we all know there's so many tasks that fall on a self-publisher and we don't generally have, not all, some of us do, most people don't have a team of people to help us with it, right? We have to do it all ourselves. And sometimes it can be overwhelming to be like, oh my God, I have to market and I have to get a cover done. I have to do this, I have to do that. And got to write the book, (laughs) you know, that should be our focus. So, I, you know, you, you're sort of in the business of getting organizing, getting motivated, all that stuff. So, so let's talk about that. How, first of all, actually, you know, tell us how, how you got started doing all this. Uh, well, I, I knew I wanted to be a writer and I thought I want to move to New York City. How am I going to pay the bills? And I saw a woman on TV who organized apartments for a living. And I thought I can do that in my sleep. I did it in the dorms in college. And that's what I did. I came to New York and during the day I organized people's lives and got rid of their clutter. And then, you know, mornings and nights I had to write. And then how did you, okay. So then how did you apply that sort of organization of things and stuff to writing and publishing? Well, you know, over the years, you know, self-publishing became a thing. And I said, okay, um, you know, I had a publisher for my first book about my grandfather, Holocaust survivor, and then 9-11 happened and the world kind of spun out of control. And my grandfather got cancer. And I thought, I want to get this book done for him. I, I only wrote it as a gift for him. And I had to figure out how to publish it on my own. And Amazon was new with that. And it was so different. This was 10, 11 years ago than it is today. There's so many more tasks involved. At that point, it was just getting the book done and up. And um, and then, of course, a video of me in a tiny apartment went viral. And it sold my grandfather's book around the world. And I thought that was easy. But that was a fluke. Um, and it doesn't happen like that. There are hundreds, literally hundreds of steps required uh, to go about publishing a book if you're going to really do it the right way. And, um, you know, I, I did a book on, on my tiny apartment and organizing. And and again, it was about six years ago, and it was, it was still not all the steps you need. But I just put a book out uh, this past September. And this time I said, I'm going to really do it right. And um, I really researched during the pandemic really all the steps required, but there were no checklists. And I think that's really key in being organized and following, you know, any, any project you want to do is, is having a blueprint, having a plan. And that's what I wanted to work on um, and putting together this to-do list, but, but putting it together the right way. I mean, 
and again, you look at your to-do list and it's still overwhelming. Um, and to me, a messy garage is not overwhelming, but this list was. And I knew I had to get motivated to do all this stuff. And first I had to organize it. And so, yeah. Yeah, I, I imagine, you know, if you look at a messy garage, right, you're you're looking at everything at once as a whole. You can see everything you need to do. You know roughly how much time it would take to move things around and put them here and put them there. Whereas when you're facing a, this checklist of publishing tasks, it's it's like every task is so different. Every task requires a different skill set. It, uh, it takes a different amount of time. Some of them take money. Some of them take, you know, just knowledge of or, or research needed to know what you need to know or what you don't know, right? So yeah, I can see that that would be a much more daunting. I know that that's a much more daunting thing than, yeah, organizing your house. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. So when I look at a messy garage or a whole house or whatever, I break it down. And I don't just look at the whole garage. I see lawn tools. I see sports equipment. And and I in that way, that's how I took my overwhelming to-do list and I broke it down into really the three parts that I felt were important for getting a book out. One is, you know, the writing um, and then there's um, the publishing part um, and then there's promotion. So I kind of started with those three sections and within those sections broke it down even more. Um, you know, so under the writing, there was the editing and, and all of those things. And, and then within each of those subsets, I looked at all the tasks and I put them in priority of what needed to get done first. So slowly as I was, it was kind of like a huge jigsaw puzzle. And slowly as I was putting this together, I was creating not just a better, tighter to-do list, but a real step-by-step -step list. Um, you know, like I always say, if you put together a bookcase from Ikea without instructions, you're lost. But if you have that first, you do one, then you go to two. And that made it much easier for me. Um, but again, that was still the first part, you know, organizing it. Once I had that down, you know, then I had to get motivated to do it. And that's, you know, a whole other <laughs> choice. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's funny because even your organizing of tasks is organized you have it in like in sub sections and priorities and it's not just a, a list of here's everything you need to do which is probably what most of us start with is like you know we're like okay here's all the things i need to do and like and then it's, that's part of what makes it daunting right but you've separated it out and you prioritize it and that helps to say okay you know let's just work on these things first because they're the ones that have to happen first they're the ones that are highest priority that alone, I think, takes some of the anxiety away from the overwhelmingness of of just a big, long list, right? So. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes is by Benjamin Franklin. He said, for every minute spent in organizing, an hour is earned. And, and that's really how I look at all organizing, which the bottom line is you're saving time or you're creating time. Because who wants to waste time, you know, looking for your car keys? You know, how many people are like, where are my keys? I, I want to spend that time doing the things that I love to do. And it's writing really is, is the first thing. And, you know, the hardest part is the publishing and the promotion. Right. And then so the book, all these steps are in your book, I guess. All the, you know, the checklists, the, the organization of it, the priorities. Is that right? 
Well, so my last book, no, it, it, that's a memoir, but I do have no, lists. Um, and I'm thinking of putting out a, um, a, a small book with all my steps on how to put together a book, on how to publish a book. Oh, okay. I thought you said you had one that you were either that you were working on that had this or that you would just uh, release. So, so this is just in your head right now. Well, uh, and it, and you give talks about it, I know. And it's in yeah. a notebook. Well, okay, yeah, <laughs> it's not out there for us yeah. yet. But I do have, um, you know, we'll talk about getting motivated to do tasks. But I do have, um, you know, t- you know, tips for getting motivated to do really anything on my website. Yeah. Right. So let's okay. So let's talk a little bit about the motivation because obviously, you know, sometimes that's part of the problem. You have this big list, and then sometimes you're just it actually unmotivates you. It's so long that you and I'm, I, you know, I have this problem myself. Is then you start procrastinating and looking for other things that definitely need to get done because they, you know, well, I've got to clean the oh this desk is a little bit messy here I, I i'll get back to the publishing in a minute but oh uh yeah i've got um, anything except what you're supposed fix, to be doing. yeah i gotta hang that picture that's been sitting there for three years so um yeah how do you get motivated to do what you really need to do yeah i love that you brought up procrastination i feel like it's an author's achilles heel because you can sit down to do something and the next thing you know you're five videos deep into youtube and you're like wait a second um you know i read that procrastination is the gap between intention and action and it's that it's in this gap where the self operates and i think part of self-publishing the biggest part of that is the word self because it's almost like self-motivating you know you've got a self motivate yourself to do these, um, to do these tasks. And I was laughing this morning, you know, I make my three cups of tea and on one of the mug, it said, believe in yourself. And the other says, express yourself. And I think, I think the self is the, this is the important part, but to get motivated, um, you really, again, the list helps, but there are some things to help you kind of get, I say your ass in gear And one is, like you said, clear away distractions. So when I sit down, before I sit down in the morning, I give myself 10 or 15 minutes to do the dishes, to put away the piles, to make the bed, to do these little things. Um, Completing these little easy tasks are actually helping you towards the bigger tasks. You know, I always say make your bed because it's something easy to do and it makes you feel accomplished. I did something, you know, and that's that's important in beginning these steps because, you know, we have to get into the harder steps, things we don't always want to do. So definitely one, uh, clear away distractions. Um, that's definitely important. Two, you know, it's hard to get in the seat, right? It's hard to finally start working And you don't want the ding of your cell phone to kind of get you out of that mode. So I always say, you know, shut off your notifications. You know, writing takes a lot of concentration and focusing. And same with the other tasks, the publishing and promotion, you're writing emails, you're pitching podcasts, whatever you're doing. It's so easy to get distractions, to get distracted. Our phones are, are, you know, are horrible for this. So I always say shut off the notifications. because that's big. And then you want to send, send, um, set specific intentions or goals. You know, again, we have this huge to-do list. We've broken it down, but still there are a lot of things to do. And what I like to do is take three scraps of paper 
And on each, I write three things I want to try to get done that day. Because again, three is a lot fewer than a big list. And I try to take one and do one at a time. And these things kind of give you direction. You can put them up on your fridge, on your bulletin board. And with each one that you complete, throw it away. Um, you know, in our line of work, we don't have a lot of accomplishments all the time. Sometimes it takes a lot of working on something before it can really be completed. You know, how many times do you edit the back cover text on a book? I mean, until you get it right. So there's a lot of this. And sometimes when you finish one little task, even it's something, you know, I always say, you know, post a picture or tell your friend, you know, of the tasks you have to do. And it also gives you some accountability, um, which is, is another way to motivate yourself. But oftentimes posting on social media is one of our tasks because this is something else we have to do. It's another hat we wear. So, um, you know, maybe you get through all three tasks and you get three more done, or maybe you only make it through one, but, you know, it's still, these tasks are more doable than, you know, the overwhelming complete list. So that's another one. Um, one thing I always recommend is setting the timer on your phone. You know, I say start with 45 minutes because it's a good enough chunk of time, but it doesn't seem that long. And there's a lot you can get done in 45 minutes and it goes very quickly. Um, some people might do 15 minutes or 20 minutes or an hour. I think you have to practice and see what, what works for you. Um, and when the timer goes off, sometimes you'll be surprised you are be in the middle of writing or a task and you don't want to stop, you can reset the timer. And other times you might be ready for a break and you get up and, you know, check your texts or go to the bathroom or make some coffee and, and it kind of moves your body around and then you reset the timer and do it again. And, and I really think it's important to try to do this maybe at least four times a day, um, these 45 minutes and you can do them more or less, but you really be surprised how much you can get done um, in this. And sometimes it takes a while to kind of get used to this, but we don't have bosses, right? We're self publishers. There's no one standing over us saying this needs to be on my desk five by 5 PM. You've got to get it done yourself. So um, again, these, these little motivating tips help you kind of towards that, that larger goal. Um, and that's the that's the Pomodoro technique, right? I think a lot it's of similar. authors use that, right? Yeah. Yes. Or you set your timers, you take your breaks. Um, yeah, I think when I was writing, I used to do that uh, that technique. They have there's websites that'll even do it for you, and yeah. sort of yeah. I think there's ones that'll even like turn everything off, like so you can't even access anything until the timer goes off. If you need that extra motivation, yeah. Yeah, there are great apps um, that help people uh, do something like this. Um, there's one called 750 Words where it makes you write 750 words a day or, um, you know, if there's different, yeah, productivity timers. Um, again, it's it's really trying to find what works for you. Um, you know, like I always say, you know, schedule a time to do it. You know, people say, I don't have time to do it. And, and you really do. I mean, how much time do you spend scrolling through something or, you know, so it's, if you really just kind of harness that time and, you know, I always say to people, if it says on your calendar, two 30, you have a dentist appointment, 
where are you at two thirty? You're at the dentist, right? You you go. You're that's what you know. So put it in your calendar. Um, maybe at ten thirty, you write from ten thirty to twelve, or schedule something. And um, you know, you try to. I try to also give myself mini deadlines. You know, there's all these uh, little tricks to do just to kind of push you to try to do them. Um, and whatever works. Some people first thing in the morning, they get up at 6am and just get right in the seat before the phone starts ringing and the emails start coming in. Um, it's hard. Look, we're, we're everything, you know, I'm distracted by a dish in the sink. So you have to just kind of find the things that, that work for you. Um, you know, and then stick with it. Um, you know, some people, you know, you can do one day of writing, you know, that's your day of writing. And the next day you can just focus on promotion um, and the next day publishing. And and Fridays, I like to do like catch up on reading and clear out my inbox and sometimes removing that pressure of having to write that day, um, you know, kind of gets me motivated uh, for sure to do that. I find, I mean, like you mentioned the different techniques. I have my little Pomodoro timer and that's one of... As long as I'm disciplined enough to actually do it, it's one of the most effective w- ways I have of getting stuff done. Yeah, it's it's true. It's it's we have to find these things. Even when you're exercising, how many times you say, "Okay, I'm done," and then you're like, "All right, do ten more push-ups or or whatever." We we have to kind of constantly. It's the self, right? It's 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 ourselves. We have to push ourselves. Um, and whether it's a little tomato timer or your phone. They're great. They're great for that because, you know, you've got to congratulate yourself for doing this. It's not brain surgery, but it's not easy to push yourself. You know, we're not in school anymore. We don't have deadlines. And so these mini deadlines are kind of, you know, like that syllabus the professor gives you at the beginning of the semester. These we've got a midterm. We've got this. And we have to kind of turn that on ourselves. Um, and just do it. And, and sometimes we're going to fail and sometimes we're going to really come through with it. And, and you have to, you know, pat yourself on the back or, you know, I always say reward yourself, you know, when the timer goes off, you know, make yourself a latte, go for a walk, um, do jumping jacks, uh, just something to kind of motivate yourself or, you know, you have to find these things, um, you know, it's like the carrot dangling in front, dangle something in front of you and go for it. Um, because at the end of the day, what are we doing? We're, we're publishing a book and it's really an incredible thing to create something from like some idea in our head. And this is what we get to do. And um, it's important, you know, to do that as well. Wow. So jumping jacks is one of your motivations, man. <laughs> you and I are very different. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I feel like my tush sometimes melts into the here <laughs> so long. So, um, you know. yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. But I mean, those yeah. are some of the different things that you need to like. I I know that I feel better if I go to the gym every day. But I'm like, how am I going to spend an hour when I don't have an hour to? And it's it's almost like you have so many things you want to do, you end up doing none of them and just like feeling bad about it. Horrible. Yeah, it it does. It's that overwhelming. Where do I begin? And then you don't do anything. You feel worse. So how do you prioritize tasks when it seems like all of them are high priority? You know, I try to first, 
I mean, I, I, you know, I always have a to-do list and sometimes I write them all on little pieces of paper and, and I look through them and I see maybe I pick one thing that's easy to do. Um, and that I know I can get it done. And that motivates me to a harder one. Um, you know, when there are three that are priority, you have to kind of figure out which is one priority. And maybe you do a little of one and then you stop and you do a little of another. Um, and again, you know, I, I'm, I'm writing pitches for different magazines. At least if I can just get something on the page, that makes me feel better. So that the next day when I sit down to work on it again, I'm not staring at a blank screen. Um, you know, I, again, it, it's, it's really just pushing. Um, and, and sometimes it's juggling as well. Um, you know, and priorities changed, changed during the day, you know, all of a sudden you get a call from someone, everything gets put aside and you have to work on something else. Um, part of it's knowing and having that master list. I mean, I love going through that master list and, and checking things off, um, and reprinting it out and, and looking at it and seeing what holes are left. Um, but, you know, it feels good getting closer to the end. Do you find, um, it seems like, you know, you're printing off your list and you're writing things on scraps of paper and all that stuff. So you find that sort of that physical interaction with your list is better than if I, if we used an app that we can cross things off and just delete them or whatever, you know, is that a better technique? I think it's again what works for you. For me, there's nothing I love better than crumpling up a piece of scrap paper and throwing it away. I feel like I'm also getting rid of clutter. Um, and it's just how my brain works, I guess. But I do like, I have a friend who works at NBC and she has all the scrap paper. So I have all these used pieces of paper and, and I reuse them and I just write on the back when I take notes or um, when I complete a task, I just love crossing something off a list. Uh, it does make me feel better, but I also keep it on my, the mate the master list on the computer. Um, yeah. All right. So environmentalists don't have to worry that they can't do this technique. They can. No. <laughs> you don't use the back of a bag or use, <laughs> or, you know, write it on your hand. I don't care, but whatever you find what works for you. I mean, you know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, so, oh, go ahead. Oh. Well, I was going to say, I mean, do you have advice for people listening? I think, I think everyone listening to this, probably the, the issue resonates. I mean, do you have any practical advice you can, you can share with us right now? For getting motivated? Yes. Just how do we get words on a page? I was having a good, pretty good, good writing session this morning, but I mean, I don't, I struggle with it. It's like NaNoWriMo is something I don't do anymore, but I used to find it really useful because it's like, it, it's the discipline of writing every day, almost like the discipline of going to the gym. So it's like, how can you help us find that motivation? Well, you know, my last book began from first going back to my journals and, and I, you know, it was just what I was feeling, you know, you write down and I think staring at a white page uh, you know, it's hard and it's intimidating. And then you just, I just kind of think whatever comes to my mind, I just write it. I write, you maybe bullet it, stupid ideas, what you had for breakfast, what's going on in your mind, just getting something down there, rewriting, um, you know, whatever you have to write, you know, sometimes I write the guidelines of whatever I'm pitching to and I'll put it there. And then I just kind of free associate words, thoughts, ideas, just even if you close your eyes and just type um, whatever's coming to you, because at least there's something on the page. You know, I think it's just getting 
something on the page. Um, you know, oftentimes, if nothing, I will stop and I'll go for a walk. Um, and that's when, or in the middle of the night, my brain will just come up with ideas. Definitely, I always say keep pad, paper, and pen next to it. But sometimes when I get out in nature, and I know I live in New York City, but Central Park is just my oasis. And you go in the park and you just look around and just try to think, you know, don't listen to anything. Don't um, talk on the phone. Just at least give yourself a few minutes to just let your brain go. Um, yesterday, I biked up to George Washington Bridge and sat by the little red lighthouse and just it was a gorgeous day. It was 75. And I just looked out at the water and just thought about the day and um, and what I needed to work on that day because I'd given myself a break. And I and it just kind of allows your mind to just expand. Um, and even your eyes, you know, living in a city, sometimes your eyes are blocked and sometimes it feels physical that your thoughts are blocked. So just kind of, ex, you know, exercising your mind and your vision can sometimes help. Yeah, definitely. So in terms of the organization part of it, um, you know, if somebody was, you know, ready to get organized and they're not, where do they start on that? And how do they start creating these lists and putting them together and prioritizing them and everything? Like, where would they go to or how would they really once they're motivated, you know, they've gone sure. through the motivation part of it. And now they're like, I'm ready to go, but I don't know where to start. Right. Um, you know, this was a big project during the pandemic. I just started Googling, you know, the steps to promote a book or produce a book or publish a book. And I must have taken from dozens of websites, all these lists, but I found that the lists were general. People didn't want to share all the little steps and there are a ton of little steps, you know, saying, uh, you know, publish the book, go to Amazon and publish the book. No, there are about 20 steps before you get to that point. So as I went through, I kind of had my three main parts, you know, the writing, which included the editing and, you know, and then there's the getting the ISBN number and then there's, you know, getting editors and then there's design and there's all these things. So I just started taking them, like I said, like a jigsaw puzzle and putting them together. And then um, I actually, once I had all the parts, put them together and I tried to figure out between the lines, how did you get from this part to this step? And I had to figure it out. Um, then as I started to work on it, I realized, oh, I need to do this before I can get to this part. And I, and I wrote it down and I started to kind of go through. And then I also actually, um, I got what I call a book coach. Um, new shelves books and they've been uh, Carrie there has been amazing in helping with uh, my steps as well, but really having the steps as you start to go, as you start to see, you'll, you'll find more of what you need to do. Yeah. We had a, uh, a book coach on uh, back on episode or just looking up episode 25 and uh, it was, yeah, sort of the same thing. And she would help uh, with the motivation part of it and the organization part of it as well. So I definitely, uh, there's definitely value in, in that for sure. It's interesting to hear that that helped you. Um, yeah, it helped in terms of, you know, sometimes you go to Ingram Sparks website and it's overwhelming. 
and there are a bunch of things you need to do. So I, you know, they helped with that because they have better knowledge of all these specific websites. Um, and then I started to listen to webinars and they would talk about mock-up shots. And I'd say, oh, mock-up shots. Well, how does that fit in my list? You know, well, you need to have the book design cover done first, right? And so that would go kind of after that. Um, and then, you know, even breaking down all the parts of the ebook or all the parts of the audiobook. Um, you've got to rewrite the script a little before you can record the audiobook. Um, are you going to record it? Are you going to hire someone? And where do you have, where do you uh, get it recorded? And where do you promote it? You know, ACX or Find Away Voices. And so each of these, as you know, has a million steps. And it's just making sure that I had all the steps. I didn't, I didn't want to miss any of these steps. And I was constantly editing my, my to-do list as I was going. Yeah, I think it depends too on your own personal publishing journey and what you're doing. Not everyone does um, a audiobook. Some people do their own covers so they don't need the steps around hiring a cover designer or, um, you know, so there's, it's obviously going to be a personal list for everybody. Um, but okay. So, so basically like, the best way almost is to sort of build it as you go, which helps you for the second book more than the first book. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, for the first book, maybe you need to do Google if you aren't sure. Right. Yeah. 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 For sure. I mean, and it depends you might be doing a graphic novel. You might be doing um, a nonfiction book. You might be doing a regular novel. So again, you tweak it, but as long as you have kind of the basics down um, and even whether you do some of these things yourself or hire somebody else, you still need to stay on top to make sh on top of these things to make sure they get done. Um, right. yeah. yeah. You're the manager of all those tasks, right? You can't just say, go do it and then, you know, not follow up. And then when it's time to get it done, if they didn't do it, then you're just, you're the one who's hurting, right? Yeah. So, sure. Um, if you, I I mean, the more you talk about, the more I think you really should be writing this in, into a book, right? Because uh, you could put all the steps, you can put all the things for all the different, there's a whole, there's a whole load of things, like you're saying, where you can have a section of nonfiction. And then people, that's a good starting point for people. Right, because uh, they don't have to Google; they could just go and get your book. Yeah, yeah, a workbook. It's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like school. You know, it's it's easy to fill things in when you know it's hard to do it, but as long as you have that blueprint, it helps. Right. Yeah. And how much do you think psychology comes into it? Because I know for me, it's like I have time in which I could write, and it's almost after a while you get a mental block, and it gets worse and worse and worse and worse until. You know, you'd almost claw your own eyes out rather than sit down and do the thing that you profess to love most of all. Right. Yeah, no, it definitely does. I mean, you know, as when I worked with organizing people, they were hoarders and that's really a legitimate thing. And I think when I look down and I have a whole free day, it's almost like, uh oh. But when I know I have like something at 10 and something at two, then I'm I'm kind of more apt to be more motivated to get it done with a shorter period of time. And I think that's where scheduling things on your own comes in. Like if you put down on your schedule book, Roland, if you say, okay, 9am, I've got to write from nine to 10. And then at 10 o'clock, I'm going to do 15 pushups. And then at 1015, I'm going to write from 1015 to 11. And, and sometimes, and I, and I know it feels like you're making it up, but if you see it written down in a book, 
you might be more apt to do it. Or if you say, I'm going to go for a walk at 11, then I have to get this done by this time. It's, it's really playing with, you know, your mind and playing tricks on yourself, but you've got to kind of push yourself until it becomes more of a habit. Um, yeah. You know how good you feel when you've completed it. Right. So. And that yeah, almost think... becomes the, the drug to make you keep doing it. Sorry, Craig, I interrupted you. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, sometimes for me, um, it almost works the opposite in the sense that if I have something recurring every day on a list, I do it at the beginning. And then I think I tend to sort of ignore it. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, that thing again, <laughs> you know, like, and I'm like, eh, it's not that important. You know, it's, it, I, I guess it depends too, but I feel like if 15 pushups were on my list, I would do that for a few days, but then eventually I'd be like, I got more important things to do today. And then I'd get e- more easily into the habit of not doing the 15 pushups than I would into the, push- but that's a personal thing. For me. <laughs> well, here's the beauty. You can change it up. You can do right. maybe one day you just, um, you know, do five pushups against the wall or you do, you know, high fives or you just clap for 10 seconds. I mean, I think it's what I know it's silly, but it's, you're doing something. And, and sometimes when I write, I'll write on a list, one of my three things is laundry. And when the laundry's done, I crumple it up and I feel like, okay, that was an accomplishment. We're, we're constantly having to, um, you know, tweak it you know, and push ourselves. Like, you know, if you had a boss that said, I need this on my desk by 2 p.m., you'd get it on his desk or her desk by 2 p.m. or you're going to get fired. And if you get fired, you don't want to get fired. So you've got to find ways to do it. And I think you're constantly switching it around. Um, That's why I like the rewards sometimes because, uh, and the rewards can be a cup of ice cream if that works for you. But, you know, it's it's trying to push yourself. and it's it's tough, you know. The self part of the self publish is the hardest part. It's that self part, um, you know. And you've gotta you've gotta find ways to push yourself. And and I think it's also important that you make sure you take breaks. Um, you know, like I, you know, before the launch of my book, every day was oh my god, oh my god, and and I had to kind of take a day and say, okay, it's Saturday, I'm gonna go out and play <laughs> or do something because you're just spinning your wheels. And again, it's, you know, it's not until that book is done that you've completed something. So you have to look at those little tasks as things to be completed, to feel good about. Yeah. And I think it's a good point to say, you know, you would do it if it was a boss that you were accountable for. Um, And there's no reason other than mental to treat it any differently when you're the boss you know, if anything, you should be more motivated to be accountable to yourself and things that are more important to you than to someone else, to your boss, right? Yeah. But I think in sometimes it's the, it doesn't work that way. Or like, you know, I'm not going to punish myself if I don't get it done. So <laughs> it can slide today, you know, but it shouldn't be that. It should be sort of the opposite where it's like, well, I'm doing this for me. It should be super important for me. We, you know. But I think maybe we don't have enough empathy for ourselves to treat ourselves as important as someone else. Right. Could be. Or we have too much where we're like, I am not going to punish myself because I know how hard my life is. So I can just let it slide. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way my empathy would work. (laughs) Well, Um, 
that's also where the accountability comes in, right? If you post right. a picture and say, I'm, these are my top three tasks today or something. And, or you just send it to your friend and then have them send you something they want to get done. And at the end of the day, maybe did you get it done or make it a contest or, you know, find yeah, a way. Having an accountability partner sometimes helps. I know a lot of authors have that. They work with somebody who they're not necessarily writing the book with them, but they're sort of uh, keeping each other in check. Uh, making sure that, you know, hey, did you write your 2000 words today? And that, yeah, did you? Yeah. You know, like, and they just sort of help each other get motivated. And um, and then it's it gives you sort of like a little f- a social interaction. And I think part of the problem with being a, an author or a self-publisher is that you live a lot of time in isolation, right? And you sort of need that social sort of push to talk to people <laughs> and if you have an accountability partner that sort of kills two birds with one stone i think yeah for sure yeah it's yeah. it's lonely it gets hard I think, yeah and i think, I that, think being, that hurts the account that hurts the motivation sometimes too is that yeah. is just being alone yeah yeah and it's funny because uh it's it's one of the loneliest professions in some ways except when you think about it as a and no successful writer really does it on their own. It's like, I didn't manage to sell the number of books I did if it wasn't for my editor and the people who did, who did reviews for me for my ARCs and then the people who bought the books and the people who bought the next books. And you think, really, it's such a weird dichotomy because we spend so much time isolated and yet what we do inherently is about reaching as many people as we can. Hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it, I think it, I think, to go back a little bit, um, I think I like the idea of sort of almost mixing your tasks between um, writing, publishing tasks with some other tasks in your life that need to get done, because that also not only gives you a break from from it, um, but it sort of gets the other things done, too. Right. So if you I mean, for the exercise portion of it, you know, you take a break to do some exercises, right? But it's, a, it, you know, it's, it's a break from the mental work of publishing, or you take a break to go do your laundry, right? And it's, it's still a break. It's not a break in the sense like you're not sitting down and watching TV, you're, you have your, you know, I'm sure you have your time for that, too. But it's a break from the monotony of the same thing over and over again. To, and then you're, you're using that time to still be productive. Mm-hmm. But you're also taking a break, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Laundry can be one of those tasks you write down or, you know, anything like that. And sometimes you need to use the other side of your brain. I always say like, if I all of a sudden I just like hit a wall, I will go reorganize my sweaters. Like I'll dump them all on my bed, go through them. And it makes me feel like I'm being accomplishing, you know, something, but you know, it helps. Yeah. Yeah. And I do the same thing. I'll clean the kitchen yeah. and I'll, you know, put away the dishes. It's just, it's, it's your mind. It's not like you've turned off your mind in some ways, you know, you're using that time doing a task, like putting sweaters away or cleaning dishes, your mind's still working. Even if it's not um, overt, not even if you're not like thinking to yourself, how am I going to solve this writing issue? Sometimes it's just working and then it'll hit you out of the blue and you'll be like, Oh, you know? Yeah. Right. right. And yeah, I find a lot of well, one of the things that's been successful in my writing is I like I say I'll write 2000 words and then I'll just stop. And then while I'm doing the washing up, I'm listening to music and thinking of what I'm going to write tomorrow. And it's almost having the discipline to do it in chunks rather than like, oh, I've got to spend all day writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, sometimes I'll take a break and I'll I'll set my timer for 45 minutes and read a fun book. And I feel like, you know, if and if it's in the genre sometimes, you know, that helps too to kind of get you kind of thinking of other ideas, but just your mind's still going, but at least you're doing something a little more relaxing. Yeah, I I come up with some of my best ideas in the shower, but then <laughs> you don't have anywhere to write them down and then it's like, okay, now I got to hurry this up so I can not forget it or I'll write it in the, in the, on the, on the mirror or the, uh, you know, the, the glass, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think, and, and there's another you know, sort of technique I've heard and I've sort of used it in the past to varying degrees of success where you think about the problem before you go to sleep. And then when you wake up, sometimes that solution is, is sort of presented to you right and then sometimes it's a crazy so like you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like oh that's a great idea and then you wake and then in the morning you think about it and like that's a terrible idea <laughs> like what was i thinking right so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so unfortunately we are running towards the top of the hour so before we go though can we have like three tips that you've got for people listening to this what are their three action steps they've listened to this podcast what are the three things they can do now to to make some progress Sure. I think, you know, go through your whole list and find the top three things you want to get done today. And if one of them's laundry, if one of them's write 500 words, whatever they are, get them down. Just start somewhere, you know, get started. Um, And then make sure to reward yourself, you know, pat yourself on the back. Remember, we're having, you know, you want to have fun doing this. This is not, we're not digging ditches. We're not you know, working at chained to a desk surrounded by a hundred other workers. We are doing something that we wanted to do. We decided to do this. It's probably not what we majored in in college. So it's something we've decided we want to do. So enjoy it. Enjoy doing that. And um, again, you know, you know, set a timer or when you complete that task, really just call a friend and tell them, you, you've started and every day you're going to do three tasks and, and maybe you, you make a pact with them for, for five days, every day, let's share each with each other, three tasks for the day. I love that. That sounds like it would work really well for me. Good. Good. Craig's always telling me that I have three tasks for the day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'll be your partner. Call me when you're done each task. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, Felice, where can people find your books and find out more about you? Uh, you can go to my website, FeliceCohen.com, uh, and everything is there on the website. That's excellent. Oh, well, thank you so much. I found this really, really uh, – this has been quite an exciting one because I think this is a problem I've definitely experienced. I think so many other people will will uh, have experienced the same thing. So it's kind of nice to to get the tips and also see some some uh, some way out of it. And Craig, do you have any last thoughts before we wrap things up? Uh, it's the same for me. Like I, I took some things, I took some notes of things that would help me and, and get organized. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of people are going to feel the same way. It's just, you know, whether it's every single thing or it's just some of it, right. We it's, it, it's like writing. It's a journey. It's a personal journey. It's what works for one person doesn't work for another, but we all need to um, figure out a way to organize our lives and, and, find our path forward in the most efficient way possible so that we can get the most done be as as successful as we can so this is this is the kind of thing we need right absolutely like a life it's like a a life raft being thrown out (laughs) 
So thank you so much, Felice. We are going to wrap things up now. But if you have appreciated what she has shared with us today, make sure you leave a comment down below. Let her know. Uh, let us know if you have any more questions, if you want to have her come back for another time for, for more of this uh, stuff. And if you haven't already, whether you're listening as a podcast or whether you're watching on YouTube, be sure to click that subscribe button. We really appreciate every single person who does. So thank you so much for joining us. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Fully Booked. Until then, bye-bye. <laughs>